ponder, and then project. Thank you for joining us for the latest podcast episode. Jim speaks to us about being focused on others. We live in a selfish world that is only worried about themselves. So let's not be like this world. Here's our host, Jim Poitras. Hello, everybody. This is Jim Poitras with the Poitras Ponderings podcast. You've got it. It's the place where we pause, we ponder, and then we project. Let me begin today with a story. General William Booth was the founder of the Salvation Army, and each year thousands of delegates would gather together for a convention. It was Christmas Eve, 1910, that found Booth as an invalid nearing the end of his life, and he was unable to attend that annual gathering. But thousands of delegates came together anyway. They were saddened that their beloved leader was not able to attend. His messages were often the highlight of their annual convention. The moderator announced that Booth would not be able to be in the meeting because of his failing health, but that he had sent a telegram that he wanted to have read at the very first session. Everyone waited in anticipation as the moderator opened the envelope and read the message. It was only one word. The word was others signed General Booth. You see, that one word, others, captured the very foundation of the entire organization we call Salvation Army. That one word, six letters, outlined the very heart of their existence. It was their DNA. Hopefully, it's also the reason why we are in existence today, that it's also part of our DNA and scripture confirms that Philippians chapter 2 verse 3 to 5 let nothing be done through strife or vainglory but in loneliness of mind let each esteem other better than themselves look not every man on his own things but every man also on the things of others let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus and if you go to the amplified Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit through factional motives or strife, but with an attitude of humility, being neither arrogant nor self-righteousness, regard others as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. Have this same attitude in yourselves, which was in Christ Jesus. Look to him as your example in selfless humility." Luke chapter 6, verse 31, And as ye would that men should do to you, do you also to them. Matthew seven twelve. Therefore, all things whatsoever you would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them. From those scriptures, we get the common English phrasing, do unto others as you would have others to do to you. Basically, meaning to, that we should treat other people with the same concern and kindness that we would like for them to deal with us or show to us. That's commonly referred to as the golden rule or the second greatest commandment said by Jesus during his Sermon on the Mount where he was establishing a principle of how we should treat others. 
But even with that golden rule, we need to be careful that our motivation is not selfish, but selfless. Otherwise, it's like we have adapted some sort of give to get mentality. If you look around at some of the generations in existence today, one generation, the baby boomers, has been dubbed the me generation. Another generation, the millennials, they've been dubbed the me, me, me generation. And perhaps that's the reason why we're constantly reminded it's not about you. It's not about you. When Paul writes to Timothy about godlessness that comes in the last days, he says, for people will be lovers of self. Being a lover of self is considered godlessness. Ouch. We're traditionally called stewards, shepherds, and servants. When you look at those three things, stewards, shepherds, and servants, all three of them can care for other people. And one of the best ways that we can overcome an inward focus and discouragement is to simply do something for someone else. Change your focus. Turn your gaze outward. Turn your gaze upward. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God, according to Hebrews chapter 13 and verse number 16. When you really consider it, when we pray for others, that's called intercession. Intercede comes from the Latin word that means enter, between, and sidere, go. We are go-betweens. Several weeks ago in my local church, a friend of mine, his name is Colin Cressman, was teaching a powerful, wonderful lesson on biblical prayers. And in his lesson, he pointed out that when you turn to the scripture, most of the time when you look at prayers in the Bible, the prayers were always focused on somebody else. They were focused on others. They were a form of intercession, going between on behalf of others. I have another friend that told me that when he was a brand new convert, that he used to go to the prayer room for pre-service prayer, and uh, he wouldn't know exactly what to pray, and he wouldn't feel the presence of the Lord, but then he would look on the missionary map, and he would start praying for the various missionaries that were on the missionary map. And as he prayed for others, he started feeling the presence and the power of God. You know, when it comes to the church, Andy Stanley said that the primary activity of the church was one anothering one another. You see, there are at least 59 one another's in the New Testament. They shouldn't just be preached, they also should be practiced. If you look at these particular phrases found in the Word of God, you could replace each one of those one and another statements with the word others. You find them about a hundred times in 94 different verses. 47 of these verses were instructions given by Jesus. 60% were quoted by the Apostle Paul. One third of the commands deal with the church getting along. Four of them happen to deal with the subject of kissing one another, and we won't get too involved with that today. We won't go there. When you look at these one another phrases, each one of them could actually be replaced with the word others. Let's try it. Be at peace with others. Wash each other's feet. Love each other. 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 And no, that wasn't 
getting stuck, that is a number of times that the scripture mentions love each other, be devoted to each other in brotherly love, honor each other above yourselves, live in harmony with others, love others, stop passing judgment on others, accept others just as Christ has accepted you, instruct others. When you come together to eat, wait for others, have equal concern for others, serve others. If you keep on biting and devouring others, you will be destroyed by others. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying others. Carry each other's burdens, be patient, bearing with each other in love. Be kind and compassionate to each other, forgive each other, speak to each other with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Submit to others out of reverence for Christ. In humility, consider others better than yourselves. Do not lie to others. Bear with others. Forgive others whatsoever grievances you may have against others. Teach others. Admonish others. Make your love increase and overflow for others. Love others. Encourage others. Encourage others. Build each other up. Encourage others daily. Spur others on toward love and good deeds. Encourage others. Do not slander others. Don't grumble against others. Confess your sins to others. Pray for others. Love others deeply from the heart. Live in harmony with others. Offer hospitality to others without grumbling. Each one should use whatsoever gift or whatever gift he has received to serve others. These are the ways that we should go about treating others. So others, it's part of the DNA of the church. It's part of our DNA. It's part of the golden rule. And this is Jim Poitras with the Poitras Ponderings Podcast. God bless. Until next time. Disciples of Jesus Christ. God bless.